Hello, Brendan. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Um, I forgot. Uh, what's the time now in, in Maryland? It's about 11 a.m. here. 11 yeah. a.m. So because I, I want to say if, if I say good morning or what do I say? Yeah. Okay. So thank you <laughs> for joining me um, before your, your lunch, I, I guess, or, or brunch. I don't know. Um, can you please introduce yourself uh, to the audience? Tell us what you're doing and um, where you're coming from, music background device. And yeah, just give us a little overview of, of you and, and your band. Sure. Yeah, so my name is Brendan, as you mentioned, and uh, I sing for a band called Hostel Array. Uh, we're based out of central Maryland. Uh, you know, we got some members scattered across from Baltimore to Frederick. We kind of consider Frederick, Maryland to be our home. Um, but yeah, we play basically, um, traditionally we kind of played a little bit more like the post-hardcore, metalcore spectrum. And in more recent time, we've been kind of expanding our genre a little bit and trying to, you know, incorporate various elements of like electronics and other kinds of things to just add um, a little bit more expression to our music. But yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, and this is... Recent? Uh, what what does recent mean um, in t time time wise? So yeah, so we, we started this band in in 2017 actually, and like put out our first um, our first album in 2018. And that was like very um, very much on the post hardcore spectrum, like kind of like focusing on a lot of bands um, that we kind of grew up really idolizing. Uh, you know, kind of trying to make our own version of that style bands like you know uh, norma jean under oath things like that in that post hardcore spectrum but then after that we kind of wanted to change gears a little bit and so we've recorded a couple singles we have two out right now that have kind of started going in that direction uh we just released our new single devil uh about a month or so ago a little bit over a month so, and that was kind of like a really a big step in bringing in a lot of those electronic elements. And uh, we actually have another single coming out next month um, that will also kind of follow in, in tandem with that. Uh, but yeah, it's really just kind of allowing ourselves to naturally evolve as our influences evolve. Cause I know a lot of us, you know, we grew up listening to very, very much uh, like the metalcore and post-hardcore and hardcore music. But as we've kind of evolved as musicians and people over time, we kind of wanted to just take whatever we, we liked and throw it in there. Like I listened to a lot of, lot of hip hop and pop music and uh, our guitarist has a little bit of like uh, a little bit of a, a niche for some industrial music as well. Like he kind of is really into some of that darker stuff. Yeah, uh, so, like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So like we, we kind of pull in a little bit of, of influences from all the stuff we enjoy and just trying mm -hmm. to make what sounds cool to us, I guess in the end. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, this is absolutely fine. Um, um, so, uh, okay, this is one of the questions you don't have to answer, but you seem then a little bit younger uh, in the spectrum because, you know, usually um, 
or you know the usual progression is like you start as an angsty punk rock band or you know post hardcore and whatever and just to 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 you know do do the hard stuff and wanna you know right. scream out to the world and then later on you see there's facets and there is more variety and and you let other influences in so uh I don't want to know how old you are or something, but but for me, this is kind of... <laughs> because, you, you, I mean, you see this progression a lot that people start with this thing, you know, and then um, uh, widen their horizon, basically, as we, as we grow older and, and let other things in and, and make it more versatile, basically. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not like ashamed of saying how old or anything. It's, <laughs> it's not, not a big deal. To be ashamed about, you know. I, mean, <laughs> I, I played uh, in punk bands, and you know, I, I blew my ears out and stuff. So you know, absolutely, that's that's nothing to be ashamed about. It's just the yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, so I mean, I've I've been playing music since like um, in like you know local bands and stuff like that since I was probably like 14 years old. Mm -hmm. um, you know, started off kind of not really knowing what we were doing at all. Uh, you know, um, the the guitarist in our band is actually my brother and I've been playing music with him for pretty much any serious project I've ever done has been with him. So we've kind of, you know, just grown together as songwriters and everything. We're also the the two that kind of spearhead a lot of the songwriting in this project as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and I'm, I'm like 27 now, so it's been okay. a long time work playing music together um and writing together so we we did probably about 10 years together in a in a metalcore band that was you know did some touring across like the east coast and everything and never really kind of got the traction we wanted um so we but we really cut our teeth in that sense trying to you know um learn and and, and progress in that realm and that we brought everything we learned from that into this, I think so. But we've been doing that kind of stuff for for years, you know, mainly very, very focused on like, you know, harsh scream vocals and everything mm -hmm. like that. Nothing, not a lot of melodic stuff, really. <laughs> and, and this is the first time I've really actually been able to explore that. I mean, I dabbled a little bit myself, um, doing some like some more of the clean singing and everything here and there. But this is the first time I've really ever been able to to find the voice I was looking for and start doing that as well. So that's another thing that played into our evolution as well is just, you know, I never really thought of myself as someone that could like actually sing. I did all the screaming and everything. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I, I can't do that. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to push myself and, and take a stab at it. And so that's why we're another reason we're able to, I guess, evolve as we have been. So. Hmm. This is this is actually surprising a little bit because you have a very nice voice, you know, and I, <laughs> I'm kind of, um, you know, uh, one example would be maybe Paradise Lost, you know, where we said in the beginning, I don't know if you know Paradise Lost, we have really, you know, oh, what was it, not grindcore, but cr really grass stuff and just uh, screaming yeah, yeah. And, and growling all the way. And now we have clean vocals and stuff. And, and, and he also said, you know, he, he thought he could never sing. But I'm so surprised because you, you, you are, seem so... You have such a nice voice, and and it fits so well. And this is exactly what I like, uh, you know, in music to kind of uh, take pieces, uh, different pieces, and and fit them together new. You know, this is this is how how music uh, progresses and evolves. 
because you, you, you that's why I ask you, you know, where you're coming from and stuff. And, and this is absolutely fine. And now you're just adding new things in it and you make something new. You, you cut your, your own style, basically. And I really like that because I like pop music and I like, uh, you know, industrial or, and I like metal. And, and now you, you, you're bringing all of these worlds together in, in a, you know, in a concise package, basically. Um, and you also play play guitar. It seems like you have a cabinet there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I play a little bit of everything. I, I would say I'm definitely a, a, like more of a jack of all trades than a master of anything when it comes okay, to yeah. instruments. Jack you know? of all trades, master <laughs> of none. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I leave that more to the um, to the guys that actually play in the band. They're very all of them are are very good at their own respective instrument. Um, but it's it, it's nice for me though being able to you know kind of have a rounded perspective, in my opinion, because I get to understand at least every element that they're bringing to the table a little bit more because, you know, I have exposure to to playing all these instruments. I would definitely say uh, guitar is my my weakest thing. I, I started off as a when I first started playing music, I was a bass player. I, I didn't do pretty much anything other than playing bass. But then, you know, just trying to find um singers and stuff like that in this area was just really hard especially mm -hmm. like starting off being like you know a young kid trying to start a band and everything it was one of those things where we all looked at each other anyone that was in the room at the time it's like all right who can sing here everyone just you know t try a line see how it sounds and i ended up being on top for whatever reason mm -hmm. <laughs> it kind of helped that i was the only one that could really do like the harsh vocal stuff as well so out of necessity i had to start singing Because when I first started playing, like I said, first started playing music with my brother, it was like, no, you're the bass player. <laughs> and it's just like, just over time, it's like, no, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna sing now. I'm just gonna do that. So it's, yeah. So that's that's why you see gear just all over the place mm -hmm. here. Yeah, this yeah. Is, you have this is orange cabinet there over there. So um, yeah, <laughs> okay. that's uh, that's we actually that's, that's two of them stacked on top of each other over there. That's because this is kind of like our holding place and. For, you know where we store our gear when you know we're not playing and obviously with everything related to covid we're not doing mm -hmm. much playing out right now <laughs> yeah, so yeah it's been, it's mean, been sitting we, there for a while <laughs> we're gonna, yeah <laughs> we're gonna cover that but at least you know at, at the moment you know um today is uh the 20th of december or december the 20th you would say um so i mean first vaccinations have started so i mean there's at least light at the end of a tunnel you know it's it shouldn't Definitely. be it, it will still take a long time you know it's not like um you snip your fingers and you're back in the game but it's um you know uh there is light at the end of a tunnel i think you know earliest mid next year maybe more end next year things will be kind of back to normal and starting yeah. up again that's that's my hope Yeah, I hope so. I mean, honestly, like it's 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 been kind of funny because like COVID really, other than like keeping me here at home because this this is my my house. I'm basically in my basement area. Mm -hmm. That's where I have like everything set up for music stuff and everything. But like, um, it it hasn't really affected my 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 workflow and my life that much as much as I would think. And you know, I'm I'm very lucky in that sense because you know. Um, I don't have to rely on like touring for a living. I know a lot of musicians are like really upset because a lot of their livelihood is at stake with this. But like for me, it's, you know, we're still on the upcoming aspect there. And, you know, uh, most of our stuff is focused on digital market. We don't really play 
out that much to begin with. We were kind of really focusing on like trying to find traction in the digital market before we really put a lot of time into, you know, going out and, and, and spending time on the road, which I think is honestly the smarter move anymore for, for newer artists just in general, you know, finding that online traction first. Um, but yeah, like even, even my, my daily work, cause I obviously don't do this for, for, li- for a living right now. It's I do like it work and it was like mm-hmm. a really easy transition <laughs> to, mm-hmm. I've just been working from home pretty much nonstop yeah, for yeah. nine I, I just, months or so. <laughs> I just talked with a friend on, on the phone and, and we're both quite lucky, you know, uh, I'm also IT, I can work from home. So yep. <laughs> um, I, I, I prefer to go to the office, I have to admit, because I hate, you know, for me, it's tough to, when I'm at home, I I tend, you know, <laughs> I tend to do a lot of other things as well because <laughs> hey, I'm home, I can do this and I can do that. So uh, I, I don't get much done, don't tell my boss. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I'm working better when I'm, you know, when I'm physically, uh, in a different place because then my mind also changes you know now I'm now I'm in the office so I do office work and right. I, I like this more I can and I'm, I'm very grateful that I can do it from home if it needs uh, to be you know we're in, in Germany we're in a hard lockdown at the moment so mm-hmm. um, but tomorrow I mean you know now Christmas is coming up so um, there's only three days to work next week, but I wanna I wanna go to the office. <laughs> I hate you know. I, I I feel so bad because it's kind of like, oh you know, oh I did a washing machine and when you hang it up and then, uh, 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 you know it's silly, but it's um, I'm better focused when I'm not. Uh, but I can you know if it if push comes to shove, I I can do that. So. Um, you actually answered one of the questions I would have asked you, even you know, if I told you this is not an interview and it's more like a talk. But um, uh, <laughs> you you already answered that this is not your your livelihood. So this also m- gives you the freedom to to explore because uh, there is nobody there, you know, waiting for new stuff from you. And and you seem also, as you said, uh, uh, you know, you're releasing a new song next month. That you also know how to play this promotional game. You know, as much as I dislike it, I'm also a little influencer and, and you know, uh, uh, and, and stretch my, my videos and my podcasts apart. Yeah. So because that there's always something new popping up that, you know, you, you keep the audience engagement and stuff. So I think it's a really clever move. You already put this into perspective. So um, uh, maybe let's stay there. So you don't have a label yet. Uh, or are you signed to a label? No, so we're we're entirely independent, um, okay. which I, I actually really enjoy that just because, um, you know, I, I take everything with, with music extremely serious it, mm. as if I was doing it full time because it, it is such a, a passion for me in that sense. And I would love for it to be something, you know, and not necessarily like my only sole source of income, but something that, you know, uh, could could definitely pay for itself and pay you know bills on top of that, mm-hmm. um, but yeah no we 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 don't really um, we we really don't uh, do this full time or anything like that because you know it there's so much stability with like an actual like normal career and everything mm-hmm. um, and it's just not the the relying on something like music as a career for me, I think stress me out more than anything <laughs> just because like, and, and also I feel like it would be one of those things where it'd be like, you know, um, 
I'm trying to think how to say it. It, you know, it, it, you start losing some of the enjoyment when it's like, okay, I have to do this to to pay the bills exactly. versus doing what I, you know, being able to explore and do what I love and not necessarily, you know, worry about okay, if this if this new song flops, then there goes you know my paycheck. Like I don't want to have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to you know try new things and be like, hey, maybe someone really likes this. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely some, some freedom there. Um, and I know a lot of people, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird place to be in. Cause I know a lot of people I grew up with either made it or they stopped making music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I have, I have friends that went on to like, you know, becoming fairly successful in their music careers. Um, but you know, a, a vast majority just ended up just stopped playing music in general. And I'm like, that's, that sucks. I don't want that to be me because, <laughs> you know, they burnt themselves out, um, you know, doing, like the nonstop touring or something like that, or, you know, trying to focus so hard on, on becoming the next thing. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it's just, it just it's, takes so much enjoyment out. Exactly. That's, that's a good point you're just making because it's also how you define success. I just checked your, your stuff on, on Spotify and I just put your, your latest uh, single back into my playlist, you know, uh, devil. Mm -hmm. um, I put it in. Um, so, And, and, and you're doing quite well. You know, I just checked. And uh, if I see you have uh, 36,000 monthly plays, uh, you know, uh, listeners. So for an independent band, this is really good, you know. Um, so it, my point is, um, like, your friends uh, burned out and, and kind of or disillusioned um, or something is... Uh, right how do you define success because you are already quite successful you know for for somebody um i, I mean it depends on who you compare yourself to you know and it's not exactly. it's not this black and white scheme anymore it's like um you can you can fill a niche and and be the the, the star of this niche or something and and this is also a good feeling and and i think you have exactly the right attitude to the to the thing because do what you enjoy And this is also the, the cool thing with music. There is no right or wrong, you know. It's it's the music you like or you don't like, you know. And so there, um, you can run in every direction. And, and now you're going to more of the pop poppy side of things uh, with, with the metal stuff. Who knows what Definitely. next album will be or next EP or how you will feel. But but you have a freedom to do it, and you don't have somebody to tell you, oh no, this is in at the moment, and you have to kind of sound like this, and you, you know, and you be exactly. a copycat, and and yeah. So um, yeah, enjoy this freedom, and I think you're you're doing it absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah, no, that's that's one of the big reasons. Like, uh, also, I mean, if you probably noticed, like, we just started releasing singles, and like, we put out like that album out in like 2018, and I learned a lot from doing that in that time period because I think that was when we started to see like a big shift in the music industry in general, as like streaming services have become such a huge focal point. I was like, you know, okay, well, we'll release an album and, you know, this one song catches on really well with a whole group of people, but then, you know, a couple, you know, probably eight or seven other songs, it's like, well, this isn't getting nearly as much traction. It's like, well, what is it? And it's like, it, it really changes how you like have to put your material out in front of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I, I remember hearing someone say something like, you know, you can't get someone to pay attention to one song what makes you think they want a whole album of it and i'm like you know that's a 
great point. <laughs> and so yeah. like that's we, we we started like rethinking things and it's like, you know, start looking at how um, like pop artists and hip hop artists do it. And like, you know, so many of them will put out single after single after single and then maybe do an album here and there or even take, you know, four or five of those singles they already released throughout the year. And then they'll throw it all on an album. I'm like, that's actually yeah, make genius from a promotional yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's it's 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 genius from a promotional aspect. And I'm kind of surprised more, I guess, more guitar driven and more uh, like in the rock genre mm-hmm. haven't started doing that. You know, it seems like it, like looking at it, I'm like this this makes sense. And like, and some some are some are making that adjustment. But I think there's like a lot of that focus in that album mentality that very traditional promotional style mm-hmm. i'm like it just i don't know it just doesn't seem as feasible especially for like an independent artist anymore yeah this is this is also a good point because i think you, you know you're absolutely right there's still this thing like oh you have to get like 13 songs together and then you have this album and we have a big special and i think it's still true for really big bands you know like um yeah if you take rammstein you know they haven't done something for for 10 years and then they, they release an album and everyone oh, everyone is talking about it and stuff <laughs> so you know but but they yeah. already had the following and they all you know people were waiting for it for a little for, for smaller artists you you kind of you always have to bob your head out uh, you know every month or every two months yep. to do something to 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 stay relevant this is um a friend of mine said uh hate the game but not the player you know it's it's annoying because <laughs> exactly. you have to do it but on the other hand you know you're an it uh, person it's not that difficult either you know for you you can schedule things and you can you know it's like you you have it ready already you you maybe have your whole album ready and recorded and then you just you know each month or each second month you you send something out and at the end of a year you make a special compilation and put a live rendition in or something as a as a bonus uh you know yeah but, uh, but but you absolutely as you were saying it i was thinking about how i uh, perceive m- music myself and i really have to admit i'm also i'm one of these new spotify users i if i like one song i take it and you know put it in my in my liked songs and in my playlists yeah. and stuff and if I really are interested, then I, I look further and then check the next one. And, and if I like what I hear, you know, then I follow the artist. But honestly, you know, as I'm a radio DJ as well, um, I get so much news music. It's uh, it's hard for me. You know, one song is enough for me usually. Exactly. <laughs> and I move on, you know, and it's not because I, I don't take the artist seriously. I mean, that's why we're talking, because I, I want sure. to get to know the artist behind the music, uh, which I like. And um, but it's so, yeah, I, I'm also in a way it's a little bit sad because I still remember the time, you know, I'm a little bit older where you had a big <laughs> hi-fi system at home and you were sitting, you got the new album, you know, maybe on vinyl and you put it on and then you heard the whole thing from 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 yep. start to finish. Who does this today? Nobody does this today. You have oh, a, a workout right. list and you have a relax list and you have this list and, you know, only little songs, I mean, one song of each artist. And um, it's, but it's, you know, it doesn't matter. You, you can complain about it. It's just the way it is. And, and you seem to yeah. do already incorporate this in your, um, yeah, in, in, in your 
yeah working. there's there's definitely pros and cons to both because like i remember like you know picking up cds from like you know the local store or whatever mm -hmm. and like on un, un, you know opening it up and you know pulling out like the booklet and going through the lyrics because like the lyrics were always like a big thing for me mm -hmm. you know i wanted to like know what they were saying what the song was about you know all this stuff even down to like the credits you know it's like oh mm -hmm. who who worked on this album mm -hmm. and everything who mixed it and exactly cover artwork Yep. But like, and, and, you know, I, I miss some of that, but at the same time, it's like, you know, the world's evolving and just, you can't really, you can't really fight against the current too much. I mean, people want to complain about, you know, things changing, but at the, at the same time, you know, it, like you said, you have to play the game mm -hmm. <laughs> to a certain extent. And, and there is, there is a, a, a subculture, you know, I was so surprised to see uh, one of the bands I covered, they even brought out an audio cassette. I was like, Cassettes? Somebody <laughs> listening to cassettes? I mean, who has a cassette player anymore? You know, uh, so, I mean, yeah. vinyl is back and vinyl has this kind of niche as well. So, uh, you sure. know, you have limited uh, runs and whatever and, and yellow vinyl and whatever, you know. So this yeah. is back. I was really surprised by that. And and now even cassettes are coming back. Um, I'm well, I under I understand vinyl. Cassettes confuse me though because yeah, me, like me it's too, not like it's not like the quality of the audio is better on a cassette. Nope. Like vinyl, you can argue, yeah, it has mm. like really it has this warm quality glow in it. You know, vinyl. Yes. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, like you know, it, it can also be you know just just appreciating the the format as well mm. you know it's got the, you know you can get the different variants and everything it's almost like a piece of art in and of itself mm -hmm. versus like a cassette it's like i just look at a cassette i'm like this is like an ugly thing from the past i don't really care about yeah. you know and, and, and you know just to, to we, we we didn't have you know not like uh I don't know, you know, normal cassettes, we, we even have a designed cassette, you know, it, it has a, yeah. a certain uh, uh, color and, and stuff. So I was like, who who's gonna, you know, with, with a vinyl like you, I understand, you know, when you put on the needle and you hear the, the crackling and, and, you know, and when, when it starts and it's something something special, it's, it's kind of a, yeah. a haptic thing you, you got with, you know, it's you, you can touch the music better in a way. Um, and it's an art form by itself to design it. But a cassette, yeah. I'm anyway. This is just like I think you know. For for every extreme, the pendulum swings in one direction, and then it can it comes back, and then it kind of finds the middle ground. This is at least how I see it. You know, it was like yeah. everyone was oh, oh you know you can delete all your your stuff uh, uh, from your hard drives because everything is where in the cloud and and stuff. And now people were like, oh, you know, I want to keep this and I want to buy that and I want to have this on my own and I want to maybe touch it. And so I, I get a vinyl copy. Um, yeah. So like you said, it, it doesn't really matter to to uh, to get annoyed by this. You cannot you cannot go f against the current. And and like I said, if I'm honest with myself, I'm a little bit like that, too, because there's so much music out there. It's you know, some band sent me their whole album and like, oh, I just wanted this one song. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I rarely find time to listen to, to all of them. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's hard to keep a person's attention span, you know, mm -hmm. on on you as an artist. And I think a lot of people don't really think about that when they're creating um, mm -hmm. just because, you know, it, like if you, if you got to put yourself in like your audience's perspective, like obviously, like do what makes you happy. But at the same time, like, you know, if if what makes you happy is being able to share something and sharing that experience with other people, which I think like most artists would say, you know, even if they're making something that they truly enjoy, if other people don't enjoy it as well, there's, it, you kind of, you're missing a piece, you know, like mm -hmm. to me, like it, it's like, 
well, if I'm the only person that enjoys this and someone else can't relate because there's such a connection in music in that sense, I think is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't make that connection, then it's like, well, why are we spinning wheels doing this? I guess, exactly. you know. That's exactly my point. And this is uh, which, you know, you already answered this in, in the beginning uh, because you are independent and you're doing the music you want. And I really believe in that, um, you know, if you phone it in and if you fake it, you can go somewhere, but uh, you sure. wouldn't be happy with yourself. You know, I mean, if you if if you don't embody, if you don't really feel what you're doing and what you're singing and what you're, you know, the music you create, why why doing it? You know, I mean, I, I get it. It's but it's not like um, it's not like an exercise that you do it to to stay fit or something. This is something more uh, intellectual. This is art, you know. And if you right. don't like it. And, and the worst thing, as I see it, is that you create something that is kind of like, meh, meh. you know, it's not really bad. It's not really good. It's just like, hmm, I, I'd rather have somebody saying, oh, this one really sucks. I don't, you know, but at least it has a reaction, you know. I, I mean, art is kind of, it, it should push boundaries a little bit and it should kind of get you out of your comfort zone. Um, sure. Uh, I wanted to say something else as we, as we were talking um, Shit, I forgot. It was. It was. It was a nice. Li- oh, yeah. See, this, this is the reason. Uh, um, talking about uh, the, the, the uh, pendulum swinging in a different direction. Uh, my radio boss, um, because I did these shows before, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. talking with, with bands and we were going for one or two hours um, and I was pl- playing them on the radio. And, and my, my radio boss said, no, you're not going to do this anymore. If you're going to have <laughs> uh, people on just like uh, three minutes the most, you know, little uh, snippets. And, and I was like, no, but I don't want to do that because everyone does this little snippet thing. But what can you ask in three minutes? You know, what can we go really deep dive into your music in three minutes when you just say, yeah, the sure. new album uh, and we liked, uh, I don't know, I saw a dog uh, w- walking o- across the street and I wrote a dog song and blah, 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 you know, and then it's gone. <laughs> you know? Right, I, right. I, I get my, my station boss, you know, because for them it's like, if I play something for two hours and you're not interested in this band, then it's two hours kind of nothing for you, you know? Um, yeah. So that's why I put it now on, on YouTube. Um, but but I, I deliberately, because a lot of people told me, you have to make it short, you have to, you know, like 15 minutes at the most segments and stuff. And I don't want that. I want exactly that we talk and that we get into, you know, like I said, you know, before we started talking, that we can argue about things and that we can get to know each other a little bit, that people can get to know you. Uh, you know, it's I should Definitely. not talk so much about myself, but... Anyway, this, this just uh, <laughs> came came up in my mind, you know, that's why I kind of make it on purpose, at least for an hour, you know, that, yeah. uh, that, that we, we get to see the person behind the music and not just like, oh, yeah, that's me. I made a new song and uh, thank you for listening. It. And woof, done. <laughs> right, right. Nothing learned. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely appreciate that because, like, I know, like, if it's something that, like, catches my attention, like, if there's an artist that, like, does, like, a deep dive on something, like, I know I'll be one of those first people that, like, line up for it. You know, it, it really, I guess it really depends on, on 
on you know who it's connecting with because you know there's there's some artists i'll be you know scrolling through and i'm like i don't really care that much about that specific artist i'm not going to dig too deep into you know what they're saying about this but if it's something like that i really connect with i'm like yeah i want to hear that whole 30 40 whatever minute interview Mm -hmm. just to see like where they're coming from and what's inside their head Mm -hmm. so like i guess it really it really depends (laughs) on who who you're trying to fish for and knowing your market that's the thing it's not for everyone and that's absolutely fine with me you know i don't like like i'm independent nobody asked me to do this you know and i'm picking the people i want to talk to i only talk with people with you know where i like the music so only people I like in the first place I'm talking to, you know, so nobody tells me and and I like this freedom and this is uh, enjoyable. And if people don't want it, just don't click it. You know, it's as, as easy. <laughs> exactly. As it is. Um, um, so anyway, let's go back to, to your music. So uh, sure. the, um, we, we know where you're coming, you're coming from. So how did you how did you meet with the rest of the band? You already said your your brother is a, is a guitar player. And yeah. forced you to play bass, and now you're about <laughs> to sing. Um, so how, how did you meet uh, with the others? I, I wouldn't say forced to play okay, bass. It was more like because I was suggested yeah. very strongly. <laughs> well, well, I was I was the little brother, so he's like mm. four years older than me. Mm. Um, and you know, I was like four, 13, 14 when I first started, like really starting to play music and everything. I mean, I'd like played piano and stuff like that growing up, but never like really cared mm. to kind of kind of regret that now because there's so much you can learn from that but that's a whole other thing um but uh you know I, I saw he was playing guitar and everything i'm like well what what instrument do you like not see many people play and i was like oh, i'll play bass like that's what i'll do because like you know that that way i'll be in the central piece there you go i did i had no idea i was gonna end up being you know a singer in any band at all mm. <laughs> at that point but you know so like we him and i obviously go way back um as for the other guys that are currently in the band um our other guitarist we met him actually when my brother and i were playing in another band back in you know i think we stopped playing that band like back in like 2015 or something like that um but we were actually about ready to embark on a tour um across parts of the east coast and parts of like you know um midwest etc um and the person that was playing uh bass for us at the time in that band couldn't actually go on tour Mm -hmm. so we were like scrambling to find someone to fill in for him and so that's when you know we had i I started going through like every contact i knew that played bass at the time and i was striking out everywhere and i remember one of my other friends uh had a band that had a bassist that i hadn't contacted yet and i barely knew the guy um, you know, I like I met him probably two or three times before that. And I was like, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, do this. I think I'd probably talk to 10 other people before that. And everyone else said, no, they couldn't do it. So I call this guy up and his, his name is Hector. That's our other guitarist. Um, and so I call Hector up and I was like, hey, uh, my band's going on a tour for like two and a half weeks. I don't know if you'd be interested just going out on the road and everything. And before I could even give him like any details, it was just instantly, yes. Yes. Like he just, he just wanted to go in and I think just go and play music somewhere, you know, and go out and have the experience. And so, you know, we had him over for a few practices. He learned all the parts. And next thing I know, we're in a van with him for two and a half weeks. This guy that I barely know. <laughs> and we became really good friends after that. And since then we've just been playing music together ever since. And as that evolved, he took on playing guitar instead of bass 
Um, and funny enough, um, same kind of a similar thing where it's like a friend of a friend, our drummer, whose name is Freddie, um, was actually one of Hector's coworkers at a sandwich shop they worked at back okay. in the It was super random. And we, we just happened to need a drummer in our old band together. And so one day Hector's just like, yeah, he's like, this guy that works with us is uh, like a really good drummer and everything. I'm like, who are you going to get from some random Sanders shop? I have no idea who this kid is. Like, and he tell me all this stuff about him. And I'm like, I'm just kind of ignoring it, not really caring. Um, and on top of that, he tells me, he's like, oh, yeah, he's pretty young because at the time he was like 17 years old. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, my, I'm in probably like my early 20s at this point. I'm like, I'm 17 year like, how good can the 17 year old be? So I finally let him convince him to bring him to a practice. And I was blown away. Kid was incredible on drums. I thought he hated us, honestly, because he was super quiet. Still is kind of a little bit on the quiet side. Um, but I was just, I was blown away that he was such a good drummer. So I was like, you know what? At the end of practice, I'm like, if you want this gig, you got it. And then I've been playing. That was like, I want to say that was at the end of like 2014 or something like that. And he's been playing with us ever since. And then the last member, um, our bassist Brody, was actually kind of a newer add-on. He he joined right around the time we were putting out our single Paranoia in 2019. Mm-hmm. And he was just a... Um, he was a friend of a friend that was in another band and, you know, we, we got along pretty well, um, started, you know, hanging out and everything at his, at his band shows and everything. I got to know him a little bit better. And it was around the time that his band was kind of starting to fizzle out a little bit that I said, Hey, you know, if, if you're interested, <laughs> I have an open position here. If you want to join up with us and, probably been one of the best things um i could have asked for because he's heavily involved in like web design and and graphic art and everything he Mm -hmm. actually designed our our um the cover for our new single for devil so you know he's been a great asset to have in the team but uh yeah that's kind of the long-winded way of telling you how everyone else got together this is how how things go sometimes and and what, what i hear from that is basically Uh, you know what I can say to to every musician out there do something go out and do something I mean not at the moment of course but do something and even if it's not perfect you you get to know people and people get to know you you know and then at least uh, you know you can get uh, connecting is the the most important part in in the whole thing that um, you know it's it's essential to uh, you you know uh, it's it's, it's funny that, that it was so random with a with a sandwich shop guys that, that you got two, two people from one sandwich shop uh, but but you know uh, this is important to, to to tell also to other people that they're not like um how would you meet otherwise people go to shows uh, um you know talk with people get to know people um you know work your way through up and, and through and also if you feel that you want to say something, uh, I mean, music-wise, do it and and right. find people who who share the same vision. You know, so that's that's uh, it's for for me. This is kind of a, a tale of endurance and persistence. You know, you you st- you stuck with it, and and you're 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 getting there now. Maybe let's talk about how. So you're a, a real full-fledged band at the moment, right? Yeah, definitely. 
So how do you, because you just shifted from the from the metalcore, post-hardcore stuff to your new direction, how, how did you kind of got where? I mean, you already alluded a little bit to that, that you know, you, you're kind of having more influences and you're letting things play out. But how do you as a band come to the, you know, to, to, to a, a finished song? Because this is the, the, the good and the bad thing. You know, I talked with a lot of um, single artists, you know, or yes, solo artists. You know, mm -hmm. for them, it's kind of when when we have an idea, we do it. You know, for them, it's more of a problem that they know when to finish it and if it's good or not, you know, self-doubt. With a band, it's easier, in my in my opinion, because you have different influences. You have different people kind of chipping in. And so you're creating sure. something that, that you as a single person would never think of. You know, when you have a good drummer, you have maybe a drum pattern in your in your head. But he will play it even differently and of things that you yeah. didn't thought of, you know. But even if you come up with a riff or if a, with, a, with a voice line or whatever, the vocal line. So how do you, how does it work? Can you just walk me, you know, us, the audience through how you come to a, a song, how it happens? And, sure. and then you decide when it's finished, because this is another problem of a lot of <laughs> artists, you know, to finish a song because it's never finished. Right, right. Yeah, I think there's... It, there's a lot to unpack in that actually because like I, <laughs> I think you know <laughs> with there, there's a blessing and a curse being a band versus a solo artist yep. i guess because like you know as, as a solo artist you it, you really get to keep your vision exactly the way you want it you know and, and with like and a how band well you can do it how well you can right, do it. it's also another right. thing Well, I mean, you know, any any real successful solo artist always brings in producers and, and other musicians mm -hmm. and co-writers and things like that to help them actualize their vision. But at the end of the day, like I think, you know, most solo artists probably get away with keeping their vision pretty pure to what they were thinking, at least. Mm -hmm. Unless, you know, of course, there's always the things with like labels and things like that. And that's that's when you start getting into like the more of the major league kind of stuff. But um if with a band on the other hand though i would say there's there's good there's a good part that you know people can bring stuff to the table you know mm -hmm. like there might be an idea that you know one of our guitarists brings to us that you know may really help shape the the song in a better way um but then there's also sometimes you, you know you're going to start butting heads because like this vision over here is this and this vision over here is is something completely different and it's trying to find the the common ground to move mm -hmm. forward so like that can be that can be difficult but i think at the end of the day it can also produce a better product exactly um, that's, that's exactly my point it's it's uh, yeah. it's it's tougher to reach a decision but in the end you, you know if you take all the there is more than you know the, the sum of the parts is bigger than than you know right. uh, be, because uh, everyone brings in his own biography and its own vision of things and stuff. It's more annoying, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, <laughs> just please continue. Yeah, But, uh, no, for sure. Uh, so for, for our actual writing process, as it currently is, because we've gone through various trials and error trying to figure out like what was the best workflow for us. And that's, I think that's extremely important for any artist is figuring out their workflow and what works best for them. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something we're still working on perfecting, but I think we're at a really healthy place right now with it. Um, so normally my, my brother who, like I said, plays guitar for us, kind of lays the foundation for most of our songs. He'll come in with, you know, either a chord progression or a guitar riff or something. 
Um, more recently, he's been getting into more synthesizers and everything. But it's it's kind of funny though because he doesn't really have too much audio engineering experience. So he'll actually send me demos from his iPhone using GarageBand. <laughs> so he'll record like, you know, a really basic beat because he's not too um, accustomed to writing drum parts or something like that. So it's usually like like a chord progression or a synth progression or a riff over top of like, you know, a, a pre-made beat loop. So so it's, it's kind of hard to get the feeling. So he'll he'll do that and then he'll usually send me um, cause I, I have kind of over the past several years been teaching myself how to do at least basic audio engineering stuff to, you know, actually record demos and everything and kind of take that, um, kind of take that on as something that we know is another thing that we don't have to pay for because, <laughs> you know, we used to go to, to, you know, friends that were audio engineers to do demos and stuff like that, to get our ideas flushed out. Now we can do that in house, which just saves a ton of time and money and lets us work at our own pace. So he'll send me, you know, the MIDI for everything from, you know, guitar to synths, et cetera. And then I'll rework it on my end and re kind of rework some of the synths, rework some of the, I'll program most of the drums. So at this point, it's like, you know, the, the, the beginning stage is mainly him and I working together, throwing ideas back and forth. And then once we get something that we feel really confident in, like song structure and, and, overall texture will start showing it to the rest of the band and then they'll start providing their two cents and say hey maybe we should do this like this or maybe we should change this part to to that you know it's it's very much a collaborative process but it's you know there's steps you know it's like hey we're not going to bring them in super early on this because it's going to sound terrible and they're going to mm -hmm. say no throw this away <laughs> so it's like we need to work through some of the some mm -hmm. of the more of the the heavier pain points before we start bringing in mm -hmm. everyone else to kind of work with stuff um so that's that's kind of how that works out and then we don't really get to a finished product until we have a um a couple producers and, and engineers we like to work with. So um, our current engineer slash producer, um, his name's Chris Davis. He runs a recording studio, believe it or not, actually like down the street from where I live, which is really funny. Whoa, we didn't know cool. it was going to work out that way. <laughs> um, he's actually someone I, I grew up around because he played in local bands for, for years in my area. Um, and now he actually plays guitar for a band called The Ghost Inside, which is a pretty big melodic hardcore band i think i even heard of this this name yeah i will check him out ghost himself. yeah the, the, i mean they're they're maybe, pretty maybe another guy to talk to <laughs> <laughs> i mean chris is a great guy um that band has been through a lot uh they were, they had a huge um accident back in 2015 where their their bus got wrecked by an 18 wheeler Mm. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a whole story there. I won't <laughs> get too deep into that because that's definitely their, their story to tell, but uh, I would definitely recommend checking them out. But yeah, he's, he's our main producer right now. Um, and he's been great to work with. So he definitely gives his two cents. Um, and then we also have someone that gives us a little bit more advice on the, um, on the electronic side, uh, and, and helps us with a lot of the programming and production there. Uh, his name is Andrew Simmons and he's a producer down in South Carolina, uh, that we actually met through Chris, um, and he's been great. He worked with us on our last single, Devil, and then our new single coming out um, in January. He also did some production work for us on that. And, and really what it is, it's he's taking the ideas that we already provided him and just like, hey, here's my spin on it. And 
redoing it with much better samples because my sample library is not very expansive. I work with a lot of um, a lot of stock plugins that don't sound as good texture wise. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hey, can you make this not sound like it just came straight out of like the basic synthesizer pack, please? <laughs> and like give it your own twist, please, because I know he is he is incredibly good at at that world of, of music. I would say that is his specialty for sure. Mm -hmm. So and, yeah. and your vocals, you would also go to the studio then because um, I mean, they're, they're really polished from, from the, the songs I heard so far, um, you know, like Devil. Um, yeah. You, you do them in the studio, right? So fun fact about that, actually, that's actually a really funny question because I actually recorded the vocals for Devil right here in this room okay. with this microphone that I'm speaking into right now. Um, it's just an SM7B, but um, we, we actually recorded that and the new single that's coming out um in about april of this year mm -hmm. and obviously with covid lockdowns we were trying to not be around other people that much mm -hmm. um and i know our producer chris was very concerned at that point in time because you know he's his studio is uh, attached to his house um mm -hmm. and you know where his where his wife and his kid are he doesn't want to get sick he doesn't want to get his family sick and everything and, and understandably so so it was like mm -hmm. like okay how do we do this we had studio time scheduled how do we work around this so we actually ended up doing pretty much all of our sessions over zoom <laughs> um and he had some uh some tools made by uh the company audio movers that uh allow us to actually send signal directly from uh, my interface here straight to his board where he could do everything processing wise um you know we <laughs> to actually record in here and get it deadened we put up some like cargo blankets mm -hmm. over some pvc pipe and you know kind of made a vocal booth out of that chris actually supplied a lot of that for me i just like picked it off off his like porch and like brought it over home <laughs> but no we, we recorded everything remotely uh mm -hmm. the only thing that was kind of a little bit difficult was um drums our drummer freddie who is an incredible drummer actually didn't get the track on devil mm -hmm. um and that's because you know there just wasn't a studio he could get to so we outsourced that to um a friend of mine is friends with uh Connor, um, Connor Dennis, who is the drummer for Beartooth. Um, you know, they're pretty big, uh, I guess, rock, hardcore influenced rock band. Um, and he was like, hey, he's like, reach out to Connor. He's looking to do studio work because he was he was pretty bored himself because, you know, yeah. he was locked down. He couldn't tour. Mm -hmm. So he was offering to do session work for bands and we're like, hey, we're in a uh, uh, we're stuck right now. We don't have a way to record real drums. Can you do this for us? So Connor was great to work with and track drums for our singles and send it back to us. So it was a, it was an interesting process. Uh, we put a little bit of that, actually like a little snippet of that on our, on our Instagram feed. There's like a video of us kind of just like popping up on zoom and <laughs> working through the song structure and everything. Um, but yeah, no, normally we would do everything in the studio, but we surprisingly got the latest two singles done right here. <laughs> no, it's, and, and it's, um, I have to admit, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like, you know, coupled together or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a real, it's, it's well rounded. It's kind of, it's, it's one in Deutsch sagt man ein Guss. It's, it's, it's one, um, it's, it flows, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it, it doesn't feel like you, you know, this part is there, this part is there. It's very well, well done together. 
So, um, okay, thank you for, for this deep dive. Um, as we talked about promotional uh, things, uh, and you just mentioned it again, that you have some stuff on Instagram, and because this is exactly the right thing to do, you know, to, oh, this is me <laughs> just tracking the vocals, and this is, you know, so tracking the drums and whatever. Um, so uh, I, I have to admit, I haven't really checked that deeply. Um, are there any videos uh, for your songs out there already? Yeah, so um, we actually put a we put a lyric video out for for Devil not too long ago, and that was kind of a weird thing uh, because we didn't really again because of COVID and everything we didn't know what we could do and could not do. You know, it was still mm. very much um, in that time period where no one was going anywhere. So we actually ended up shooting playthrough videos. You know, basically just you know normal playthrough videos you'd see you know someone post up. On, online of like going through the song um, and had a friend of ours edit it so that it was super distorted and you could barely make up what was actually happening and just like threw some lyrics over top of it to kind of to give it like a little visualizer um, but we, we do have like full music videos out there as well we've got you know our our single before this paranoia we had a full music video done for that and a couple a couple songs off our um our first album we put some videos out for as well mm -hmm. um and those are all up on on youtube and everything so mm. and uh, did you did you ever i mean um you know you're in lockdown at the moment but did you ever mm -hmm. consider doing uh like like online concerts on 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 twitch or uh something you know like a streaming show yeah i mean i've I thought about it. We actually got approached by um, uh, a friend of ours who does like promotional stuff. Um, he runs like an Instagram um, channel called Hardcore Central. Um, and he reached out because he was doing a live stream for, you know, a bunch of different bands in, around the area. And, you know, it was just one of those things where it was like, it, we just really didn't know how much effort would have to go into that to get the kind of return we were looking for. Cause like, I, I personally really like some of the live stream stuff when pulled off correctly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've seen, you know, bands like, uh, like there's a band called day seeker that I thought did a really good job with their live stream. Um, but like, you know, they have the production budget and the audience to pull that in versus ourselves. I'm like, man, I feel like it's gonna be a lot of work for little return on what we're gonna mm -hmm. get. So honestly, for most of the time, we kind of taken a lot of that energy and time and worked on writing um, new music because I'm like, what what's really gonna matter more, you know, for us personally, like what might be right for someone else mm -hmm. is gonna be, you know, right for them, but it might not be right for us. Yeah. I think that's like, yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, finish your point. Yeah, I have a, well, I, I, I think that's like a really important thing that like, especially up and coming artists and artists that are starting off need to understand that like, you know, like definitely want to make content, but you got to make sure the content is like relevant to where you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause like, I don't think, you know, we, we could put a live stream out there and people might be into it, but unless like, you know, we did something extremely unique and I mean, I'm saying we, we won't, but, um, but you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, get the eyes that you would want for the amount of effort that goes into a live stream, especially since like a live stream is, you know, there's um, various uh, technical aspects you kind of have to conquer in that sense. So um, hmm. just for, you know, getting proper audio and getting proper video and everything like that. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm very much in the mindset where if I'm going to do something, I want to make sure I do it right. I don't want to like send something out that's like half-assed kind of thing. So I'm like, I'm like, no, like a little bit of a perfectionist in that sense. I'm like, no, I don't want, I don't want to send out something that I don't feel 100% about, you know, 
So. Okay, okay. Now you, you answered my, my follow-up question because I was like, because in a sense, it can be quite easy to make a live stream, you know, and, and you yeah. you already proven that, that you worked, you know, with your with your producer uh, and, and you sent the vocals via, so, you know, I mean, the, the, the technique uh, or the technical things you already covered. But um, yeah, it, it's. I think it's more from what I hear your perfectionist uh, uh, idea, or you want to do something special, not just kind of playing the songs, going through the motions, and and just doing it. You know, you want right. to, to make it a little a level above this. You know, something something special, and and that's why you're not. I mean, like you said, you're, you're not not considering it, but you only want to do it when you can um, have an added benefit to it. You know, not not just like definitely. Uh, I'm standing here and uh, you know playing the guitar and, and singing something, and you know, okay, I, I right. get this. Yeah, I think I think I guess how I approach a lot of things is like what what I watch that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like would I personally be into that? That's, I don't that's know. Like that's not that's not. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes sometimes that can be a bad thing because obviously there's 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 times where you know you might have, um, you, you know, a different perspective people, people of how people are seeing things that different than you. Might it, be exactly, <laughs> that that's where it can be dangerous if you yeah. just really get like into that mindset where it's like, well, I don't like that, mm -hmm. so no one else is going to like that. Like that's 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 a danger zone right there for sure. Um, but. At the same time, it's like, would would I click on that link? You know, would I would I would a normal person would that capture their attention kind of thing? Like, how do you not get lost in the noise? And I think that's a really important question mm -hmm. for an artist to ask themselves. It's like, would I be, you know, would that capture my attention? Would that capture my yeah, friend's but, attention? You know but, what I mean? But, but on the other hand, you know, because, uh, OK, here, yeah, I have to admit, um, I was approached by a friend to to do a little show. Uh, mm -hmm. as well and I was like well, yeah of course I, I do it you know I don't have this good gear but I thought like oh you know um, I can I can sing and I can I can do that and um, I can treat it like a live rehearsal basically you know I mean sure. I, I, don't, I don't really um, I didn't saw I, I mean that's why it's good that you kind of say the, the other side of it you know um, it it will not be anything special it will be just there you know uh, and right. uh, if I at home and, and practice just, you know, on my own or if somebody watches me, um, I don't really care. You know, people might come in and go out and stuff. You know, I sometimes yeah. stream a little bit when I do my radio show. But of course, it's not um, it's uh, online, but it's not on Instagram. But sometimes I put on, you know, and then people waving and people, you know, check it for a little while and stuff. So I get your point. But also, on the other hand, you have nothing to lose really you know i mean um it's a valid there, point there, yeah, no, i mean um in a way anyway yeah just maybe think about it because i'm 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 coming from the other side basically you know you yeah. kind of you have a, a perfection perfectionist and you want to have it really and this is absolutely a valid point you know it's kind of yeah um if people don't know you and you're just like oh, and you and you you miss you you don't hit the note right and and you know and there's difficulties and people right. you know kind of ah, what is this crap you know they will never check you out again maybe but right. I think it's more like that people who already know you would check you out and then uh, if they know this is kind of a not impromptu but it's kind of like a 
more like a rehearsal thing, what happens here and there will be death. You, you, they might be even more forgiving and just be happy. Oh, you know, people, oh, they do something. You, you see, I, I cannot say what's, yeah. what's right or wrong, but kind of giving you a, an outside perspective of a thing. I get your point. Definitely. But I'm also like, oh, man, you know, what do I have to lose? Uh, um, <laughs> and it would be fun, you know, to see if, if something happens and goes on. And, um, right. Yeah. I, I mean. I, no, I it's, it's, it's a valid point for sure. And believe me, that's that's crossed my mind. I'm kind of like I've, I've been going back and forth, especially as time has like progressed more. I'm like, you know, maybe we should kind of organize something and see what happens. But mm-hmm. like, you know, it is there's definitely like a, a level of prioritization. It's like, okay, what kind of content do I want to put, put out? And also that like mm-hmm. that return on inve- investment kind of aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, but as this, but you know, there there are cheap ways to do it. Exactly. Yeah, so. Now, now, now <laughs> listen, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Let's uh, let's have a little strategy meeting because sure. if, you, if you if you do it if you do it absolutely right. Uh, I mean, you know, like with your professional thing in mind, then uh, maybe just uh, pick three or five songs or something, you know, not, not right. a whole show, but you can really um, uh, put it down, you know, to the notch or whatever you, how, I don't know how you call it, but anyway, you make it really, really good, well polished. Right. And then use as many cameras as you can and you have some live footage and you can later inter, intercut it with a, with a real video uh, story or something and then you have something that, you, you know, you have um, the added benefit and, uh, you, you know, like you said, your return of investment, you, you got this stream, you got uh, video footage, you got uh, things, you know, what happened here and, right. uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, you, I'm your promotional manager. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm all about that. So I, I always no, I mean, like hearing I, some, you know, some I, alternate I don't, perspectives. I don't uh, do whatever you feel. What's right? That's the most important thing. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about this. You are an independent, or you are all an independent artist, an independent band. So this is the freedom you have, and this is great. Use the freedom you have, but honestly, I don't think you have much to lose, and and uh, I don't think you will be performing that bad, and and you you can maybe. Um, <laughs> just do a trial run and, and record it and then just sit down as a band, you know, even uh, in different area, you know, like we do have a sure. Zoom meeting now um, and go through it and say, okay, you know, this went well and maybe this angle is better, you know, and, and then you can kind of, um, you know, progress because like I yeah. said in the beginning, I honestly believe that it will be at least until summer next year Worst case, even until end next year, that there will be nothing, uh, you know, to to go out to. So why why not yeah. do that? And and you practice, you, you you know, you practice something. If you if you yeah. take a close uh, just for rehearsal purpose, and if it works well, you can do it live. Yeah. No, I mean that's I, all very fair points. I I don't disagree at all. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's uh, something that. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see how it goes in the next couple of months. We'll see if something pops up or not. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, and, and here I think we completely agree is life is life. You know, if you go yeah. to, a, to a real There is concert, no real substitute, for sure. Exactly. There, there is, this is just, a, you know, a very faded uh, a blueprint of something. It's not, it's not really the real thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I talked with a lot of musicians and, and you know, if you if you think about it, but 
you you smell the sweat of the other people. You you smell the beer, <laughs> and it, you know, and, and this is you know, there's ugly parts to it, but it's still it's like a congregation. It's like a yeah celebration of music. You dance, and you you know you you move, and and it's just and after a concert, I guess it happened to you too. You go out and like, oh, you're completely flashed, <laughs> and it's kind of like. Oh, you know, for, for a few weeks, you still can, you know, have it in your head. And th this rush of adrenaline, if you're on the yeah. stage or if you're just in the um, in the mosh pit or whatever. Uh, anyway, so we, we don't. Yeah, there's 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 some people sweat. I'm OK with not ever having to smell again. So I'm not, I'm OK with that. Like yeah. <laughs> if, if they're going to bring shows back, they should definitely have some like some mandatory shower rules beforehand, because I know some of those people are coming in are not like that. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this was the, you know, the pendulum <laughs> swung way over. But yeah, I, I know hygiene is, is a nice thing. And I agree with you here as well. Um, okay, so we had, we had this and that. Um, I, as, you know, this is one question I always like to ask. And, and as you were in the lucky position that you already had some live shows before mm -hmm. the lockdown, um, were there any fun uh, antics that happened on the road or on the stage, you know, some funny um, things going wrong uh, or going right, um, you know, <laughs> some fun bloopers you, you, you can share or want to share. I mean, only share if you are sure. comfortable, you know. Um, yeah, and in this band, we haven't had like too many like major like mishaps or anything. Because like as, as, as far as like actual like shows and stuff like that, we haven't done that much touring with this band like i said we kind of approached everything a little bit differently than mm -hmm. than i have in the past with like previous bands i definitely have plenty of little things that have happened in the in the past with, with previous bands everything's from like you know tires exploding on the back of trailers and things oh, like that okay. and getting like in really weird situations at shows i remember there was a a place in one of my old bands we played in like this little backwoods town in tennessee that was like raided by the cops like three different times in the middle of the night because i guess we were, we were at a day. bar so yeah, yeah like during our like during our tour date there would like the cops showed up three different times and the the reason was is because we were in a dry county because um in in certain places here uh you know liquor still can't be sold in some counties in in, in certain states in the u.s and I, I've always thought that's kind of weird. Um, but, you know, you can like serve like, you know, beer and wine, but you can't serve liquor. So this this bar we were playing at that night was serving liquor and the cops would come in and do like raids. Yeah, they would do raids. And it was it was kind of funny because like all of a sudden, you know, just like two or three cop cars pull up and it was a little bit sketchy because at the time, uh, most of the people in the bands we were playing with weren't old enough to be in the bars. <laughs> we were all under 21 in, in the US, of course, 21 is yeah. the age that you're allowed to be around alcohol. <laughs> um, so we had that happen. And later on, the cops ended up coming back because there was an older guy there that was drunk off his ass and he fell over and broke his leg <laughs> so the cops had to come back and wheel him out on a stretcher and the funniest thing to me in that whole situation is as sad as it was that you know some dude broke his leg he was wheeled out on the stretcher and, and he was holding my old band's cd on his chest as he was being put into the ambulance i was like no way there's no way this is a hardcore fan <laughs> <laughs> so like you know little little quirky things like that have happened over the years but i don't have any like 
extremely crazy stories mm -hmm. with our <laughs> current you know, band. Some, really. Sometimes it's better to not be too extremely, you know, because, you yeah. know, once again, the pendulum can swing in this direction or in the other direction. Um, <laughs> we, we, we always talk about how sometimes that we're just kind of like a bunch of boring older people now and like not too many things happen. I mean, like three, three of us are, you know, married and, and have careers and, you know, don't really like go out and do anything too crazy. And two mm -hmm. of the other guys, you know, Fresh they're, for a hotel they're, room and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and they're the two of the other guys, they're like, you know, trying to get their footing in their own careers as well and also have like you know long-term significant others and everything so like none of us are getting into anything really crazy <laughs> we're, mm. we're kind of a, a little bit more on the mellow side i guess as people <laughs> no, but, but that's that's fine you know that's that's how how life is and and the you know once again this is also a good thing because you're um you're kind of settled you know and and yeah. uh, you're not going out to to score and and you know it's kind of um it no it makes it makes things easier you know you know oh, where you sure. belong and uh and and you know you can focus more on on the, on the you don't need to impress anyone you know you're just doing what you love and this is the best place where you can come from you know that you it, you just do it because you want to do it and it's your artistic um, expression you're using here and not like oh I want to you know sing to that girl you know like ah, hello, hello little girl I've, <laughs> I've, I've played you. in bands with that with that kind of mentality where, where some of the guys are like that I, and I, I, I don't miss it <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't miss that mentality at all no, for no, sure. me, it, was, me, uh, me, it always me. got in the way of things <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly exactly kind of the artistic uh, um, uh, flair is not that good um, right <laughs> And, and another thing uh, I, I always like to ask, um, because, you know, we are, we're over an hour now, so I'm kind of getting to, to no, closing. Um, uh, it's like, did you have any any starstruck moments, uh, you know, that you kind of shared the stage with with somebody, uh, you know, you really admire? Or, or maybe let's let's step back first. What is what kind of music do you listen to uh, at the moment? What's kind of um on your Spotify playlist, let's put it this way. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, so going through, like, you know, they do like the 2020 wrapped and everything for Spotify. I was kind of surprised, like, how how much non-aggressive music was on my playlist. It was a lot of pop, a lot like of alternative rap kind of stuff, you know, things that like I wouldn't have pictured probably like four or five years ago, me really listening to. Uh, but a lot of that is really, what has been driving a lot of like, I think a lot of changes even for our music is things like, you know, like catchy vocal melodies and, and really like polished production kind of stuff is like, I'm like, it's just as, as my listening habits has changed. I'm like, I, I love that kind of stuff. And it's like really been drawing me in. Um, I, I don't really know as far as like, in, I think like one of the top artists I had on my playlists for, you know, over 2020 was like, still kind of in the rock genre was like the band bring me to horizon mm -hmm. is how they mix a lot of like their production elements and mm -hmm. their, their vocal melodies. I'm like, man, these guys, these guys are really good songwriters, love or hate them. Like, you know, I know they're kind of divisive in certain senses, but I was like, man, they, they know how to write a song. And I think that's where my, my shift has been. It's like, I'm not, I don't really cared so much about like just, Oh, that's a really cool part here. Really cool. Like I want to hear like a really well written song. And I think that's like why I've been dr driven to a lot of stuff it's, like that. It's actually a funny thing I can tell you here. You know, I'm, um, you know, I, I'm also 
as you know, a, a radio DJ. And sometimes mm -hmm. when, when people send me songs, when we... Um, We write like, oh, and and uh, uh, the, the good part starts at 1.30 or, uh, you know, the chorus starts at 1.20 and and uh, wait until you hear the, the, the chord progression at two something. And I'm always thinking like, okay. And, and before that, I ignore it. And, and <laughs> this is kind of um, exactly your point. The whole song needs to be good. I cannot just, right. uh, you know, jump. I mean, I get it. You know, sometimes you like the chorus the most or the solo or whatever, you know, a certain part. This happens, of course. You know, it happens to me as well. But right. but if a whole, I mean, if a whole song is shit and then there's only like 30 <laughs> seconds that are really good and, and, right. and you tell me I should just listen to, uh, what, what should I do with this song? You know, it's, it's not, it's not, <laughs> well done it's not well rounded and stuff and so so you know as you just said um this is so funny when i get this and i'm always you know when when i write back to them and like and what should i do with a one minute 30 before the the good part happens you know should i not listen it should i blend it out should i mute it um this is really silly so I, i'm absolutely agreeing with you here it's the whole thing has to you know work and um And a good song, and and you, I guess you, um, yeah, I'm preaching to the choir. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, a good song doesn't need so much uh, production value. I mean, it helps if you if you produce sure. it well and mix it well. But you know, if a, if you have a good song and and your brother plays it on on a campfire on his um, acoustic guitar, it will still stand and you can sing it. You know, um, yeah. it will be still a good song. And and so anyway. You just reminded me that, that I think it's so silly that people send me stuff and say, listen, from uh, the good part starts here or the whole thing should right. be a good part. Exactly. Well, you know, some, some people get too wrapped up in like trying to overcomplicate, I think, writing music and everything. It's like, you know, so, some people like to make fun of, you know, the bands that use like three or four chords to write a song. But it's like if you can do you can do a lot more with less sometimes. And I, I don't think a lot of people don't realize that that's, it's that's like, you can, really you can make point. some of the best songs that way. <laughs> and it, it, it's actually, it's actually more, um, a real good band would not overstuff a, a, a song. You know, I, I yeah. like, you know, I listen to a lot of music and I can pretty much hear it's like, you, you know, if, if, a, if an artist is, insecure and kind of oh i need to put something in more here and you know and, and and layer on layer on layer on layer and but it loses it's it has no um how you say no uh, no static ground be, be beneath it you know no um scaffolding yeah, no. The scaffolding is yeah. wrong then you can hang whatever you want it will fall down um but if you have a, a strong a basic structure then then it will hold you know but it doesn't You know, I have a theory I can share with you. And um, <laughs> if you if you really um, make a good song and, and if you really have a, you know, first of all, it needs to be kind of organic. You know, I, I mean, you can construct a song like you said, your brother is doing and he doesn't know much with, with drums. So it's like bing, bang, bing, bang. And, and you know, the, the drums go just through. Um, but uh, a real good song also has air to breathe. This means, you know, that you don't fill everything, but you that you leave some some parts for the imagination of an audience, you know, that you exactly. don't. Um, I, I clearly hear sometimes when, when people do instrumental music, 
and there is no singing part in it. You know, they, they fill everything and there is no, they, they are insecure and don't let a, like, you know, rock and roll. Sometimes you just let a, let a riff go on for a minute and you <laughs> rock it and it, it, it's just cool, you know, but yeah. if, if they're, if you listen to it too often, you think, oh, it might get boring and, and people might not get into it. And then I need to add something so that it's more. And, and you know, I, I mostly in instrumental music, I I, I, um, I tend to see that that we kind of overstuff things in there and, and yeah. smother the song. You know, we kill it because it's too much stuff in it. And um, yeah. it it needs a little bit air to breathe to kind of you know, to, to have a security in yourself to just let it, this is a cool riff. Let's do this for 30 seconds or 50 seconds and just rock out here. And then, exactly. and then you change to something else or something. Yeah, it's, it's all about those dynamics. It's like that natural push and pull in music. Mm -hmm. Like, I think some people try to just like make everything like really intense and it's like you can't do that like you you need to have if everything's intense then nothing's intense you exactly. know so it's if you've got to have that that give and take within you know your song if you if you don't it's it, you're going to lose interest real quick you know mm -hmm. it's, it's a really good point you just said because you know i like punk music i don't mm -hmm. i don't mind punk music but if you play one punk song, 180 beats per minute, and the next one is 180 beats per minute, and the next one, and the next, <laughs> I, I lose interest. After three songs, I'm gone. Because it's, I get it, you know, but it's also uh, um, take down the dynamics and, and you know, uh, slow down a little bit and, and make it interesting, not always bam, 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 bam. And, you yep. know, I get it, but, and this, this works for a few songs, but not for the whole evening. Because when it, exactly the opposite happens, like you said, everything slows down, you know. Um, as you said, uh, uh, you know, previous, um, uh, you know, we, we talked about the haptic thing that you buy a CD and stuff. The last CD I bought was um, Red Hot Chili Peppers' uh, Californication. And I was like, <laughs> I was really blown away by this because how little they did in some of the songs, you yeah. know. Um, they, and, and they are really good musicians, but they are not right. insecure and have to show off in every song. Okay, you know, I can do a solo and the flea, the bass player, he can, I can do ding, 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 ding. It would kill the song. You know, sometimes it works and sometimes it's, it's really a good addition in a song, but sometimes it just kills it if you want to show off in every little, you know, this is the, the gent and, and progressive songs often I don't get because we, we right. change every seven seconds and, you know, different rhythm sections and, you know, you cannot get into them. You know, that's yeah. why I connected with your music so well, because for me, it's, it's the perfect marriage between some harder stuff with, with pop, lurks music and stuff you know all the things i like you kind of rolled into one thing and and uh, <laughs> i and i can connect to, i'm also i know for myself that i'm more a simple person you know if you give me too much i have problems with jazz and and you know it's kind of if if you if you oh it's a little bit too much for me i cannot enjoy that music you know? right right yeah i, I think that's uh, a lot of people try to write musician uh, sorry write music for musicians yes. and not for the casual listener and like mm -hmm. i'm like as a musician, I still enjoy the casual listener stuff more than the stuff that's written for musicians. And I think mm -hmm. like, you know, the, like the gent stuff example you, you brought up, like that is like, to me, it's like, 
it's it's similar to to the way like jazz can be you know it's not it's not really written for the casual listener it's written for other people that that play those instruments to appreciate Mm -hmm. the you know the complexity and everything but it's like that's not something that's really going to get like stuck in your head in my Mm -hmm. opinion you know it's not like like getting that that catchy hook is like i think for, for me is more enjoyable than like, okay, I've got a really complex part here that, you know, is really cool, but I don't know. That's just me. I know not everyone agrees with no, that and, I'm, you know, I'm, like what you like, but. I'm, I'm with you. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's also a fair point. You know, if you like it, go for it. That's fine. But yeah, I see it more like you. It's, it's music for musicians and I cannot say it's bad. It's just, it's just so overcomplicated and, and you cannot dance, you cannot mosh, you cannot, you know, really move because when it changes again and you're, uh, you know, you don't want to look right. stupid or something. And, and, and I, I think, I guess you, you, you are a musician as well. You, you went through, through this phase as well. You know, when you sometimes um, you go to concerts and then you just stand there and like, oh, he missed a note. And, and you don't really <laughs> listen to the music. You're just like right. you know, analyzing. Uh, okay, this beat is a little bit off, and and uh, this this guitar is a little bit ah, uh, it's not right tuned. It's ah, uh, you know. And but you don't listen to the whole thing. You know, I mean, this is you you dissect the music and cannot enjoy it anymore. So just yep. you know, like like you said, uh, it's for the listen for the casual listeners and not for the for the pros and and uh, also. <laughs> With all the mixing and mastering, I mean, I know, of course, it's very important, but let's face it, the most people listen on their iPods, uh, iPods and, you know, or uh, the cell phones and, and you know, uh, and don't have the best equipment, maybe, you, right. you know, it's kind of like sometimes it's a little bit like over, over the top. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still good to do it. But like we talked earlier, nobody is really sitting down putting on his stereo and, and, and hi-fi system and yep. uh, hits play and, oh, let's listen to this new album from... <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm personally definitely not one of those people that's like an audiophile where it's like I need to like have the most high-quality stream rate or like mm-hmm. not even stream, I guess. I guess a lot of people that are really into that like don't really stream as much. Um, but like I, I'm, I'm definitely like, you know, I want good quality stuff to listen to but I'm not going to go out of my way to like do extra steps to get like that little extra that you like of clarity, you know, with those, you know, like here's my $1,000 headphones or something like that. It's like, no, you can barely tell the difference. Like it's not, it's not that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there, there is differences. That's for sure. You know, but yeah. um, sometimes it's more like, in your head <laughs> that you kind of like, <laughs> oh yeah this is so much better i paid 100 dollars more than you so it needs to be better and uh, the low end <laughs> gotta justify it end. in your head that purchase <laughs> exactly so yeah okay so so one of the, the last uh, things i'm gonna ask you now is um i alluded already a little bit to it did you had any starstruck moments as you were out um touring uh you know you you shared the stage with somebody you really admire or you you um you were like oh man uh like in a festival or something that you that you met somebody yeah so like uh, i i don't know if i've ever really gotten like super starstruck with any of the like artists yeah, you we've seem ever more a like a l- relaxed with, guy but... in person so uh, you know but maybe <laughs> <seeing> <laughs> I, somebody... I think uh 
for me though, like kind of like a really a wow moment for me was um, it wasn't even with this band because like I said we haven't really played super uh, large amount of shows, but like um, I'd say probably back in like 2011 or something like that, I got a chance to play a sold out show at like one of our home venues in Baltimore used to be called sonar and it was like you know it was like a mid it was like a mid-range size club it wasn't the biggest club in baltimore but it was you know, probably like a thousand capacity venue or something you know it was sold out and we were the only opening band for this tour and it was uh opening for parkway drive and i'm not even like a huge like i have a lot of respect for parkway drive i'm not like their biggest fan in the world not because i i dislike him it's just never been like something that I latched onto with like a super emotional connection, but being able to like be a part of that and share that stage with them was just kind of like a, a big wow moment, you know? And, uh, you know, it was that, that, that adrenaline, like you were saying from like a show, uh, being able to like feel that that was more of like, probably the closest I would say to being like starstruck. It wasn't even like, Oh, like because of in all of like a specific person, it was just kind of like in all of the situation and just mm -hmm. the, the energy in the room and being able to play that. And like, like honestly back then, like I don't even think like what we were doing on stage ourselves was that great. Like I look back, I'm like, Oh, I don't, I really don't care for what we were playing back then. Like just, you know, cause you, you grow, you learn, but like just the, the experience is something that I wouldn't trade for anything. Cause it was such a, like a, it, there was like a high you get from that, you know, and it was, it, it was wonderful. And I, I always look back off it on like fond memories for sure. Okay. Thank you. That's a, that's a really nice um, closing statement. Or you want to, you want to share some thoughts with the audience? I mean, you already covered that <laughs> there will be new music coming up uh, in, in the next month. Yeah, months. definitely. Um, uh, so any, any closing words you, you want to share with the audience? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, like, like I said, we have a, a new song coming out next month, uh, towards the end of the month. It's, it's songs called bloom. Um, it was recorded around the, it was recorded during the same sessions we did of, um, devil. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, also we've got some new merch items up in our merch store. Uh, you can just go to hostelarray.com um and you should be able to see links to our merch and everything there and all of our music is, is linked up there as well uh but yeah so we're we got that coming out and hopefully uh we're we're well into the writing process right now for hopefully getting some more stuff out next year as well so yeah <laughs> okay thank you very much so please send the song to me so i can definitely will my playlist and also you know play it on my radio show um yeah, thank you very much for your time. I really enjoyed our talk. Um, so, yeah, I wish you all the best. And uh, I will have dinner now. And you, you will have lunch, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, th thank you so much for, for having me on and, and talking with me. I really appreciate it. I, I really like what you're doing with your show and everything. It's a lot of fun, for sure. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it.